0: Over 700 international students from India became the victims of immigration fraud and are now on the verge of being deported from Canada. Stay tuned as we will share recent developments on this case. Hello and welcome to My Consultant, your weekly updates of Canadian immigration news. We are starting today's episode with Canada's support to LGBTQ immigrants during Pride Month. Followed by IRCC updating its policy regarding the submission of biometrics for permanent residence applicants, and two more provinces in Canada to stop imprisoning migrants. Next, I will share recent developments in the international students fraud case, and Tashina will discuss the expansion of Francophone mobility program. This episode of My Consultant is brought to you by Scotia Bank.
1: The summer month of June is filled with blossoming nature and many celebrations. Canada has celebrated Pride since the 1970s. To continue the support this year during Pride Month, Canada's Prime Minister and Immigration Minister have announced Canada has officially partnered with Rainbow Railroad. The Rainbow Railroad is a North American nonprofit organization that provides assistance to members of the LGBTQI community who are being persecuted for their sexual orientation, gender identity, gender expression, or sex characteristics. The organization has helped tens of thousands of LGBTQI refugees from all over the globe escape violence and persecution, to safer lands. The Canadian government gives financial support to organizations that provide settlement services and have programs that are opened to diverse immigrants. The immigration process for anyone who identifies as 2SLGBTQ is no different from anyone else. If your gender identity changes or is different from what is on your IRCC application, you can apply to have it changed on your permanent resident card, your work permit, study visa, or citizenship certificate. No supporting documents are required.
0: All Canadian permanent residence applicants must now submit their biometrics. Canada has recently updated its policy regarding the submission of biometrics for permanent residence applicants. Earlier, a temporary policy was introduced during the COVID, in which applicants who have already submitted their biometrics in the last 10 years for any immigration applications were exempted from submitting their biometrics. As of June 14 this year, anyone applying for permanent residency application must submit their biometrics, regardless of if they have previously submitted their biometrics for any temporary residence permit.
1: Three new Canadian governments have said no more to detaining migrants in their provincial jails. Quebec, New Brunswick and Ontario have recently informed the CBSA, Canada Border Services Agency, that they are ending their agreement to incarcerate migrants under immigration law, not criminal charges or convictions. The agreement with the CBSA allows for the detainment of migrants they believe have not clearly established their identity, or a danger to the public or pose a flight risk as in, they may not appear for their immigration processes like removal. According to the CBSA statistics, flight risk is the most common reason for detainment. The CBSA can hold detainees in either immigration holding centers or provincial jails. By ending their agreement with the CBSA, Ontario, New Brunswick and Quebec are joining five other provinces. British Columbia, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Nova Scotia, and Alberta. To end their contract, provinces must give the CBSA about a year's notice. Quebec's deadline to stop imprisonment is December 31st of this year, and New Brunswick's is late February of 2024.
0: They came to Canada to study and have a promising life. But now, their Canadian dreams have come crashing back to earth. Over 700 international students from India are facing deportation from Canada, after the Canadian government discovered that their letters of admissions of Canadian colleges were in fact fake. The letters of admissions were forged by an unauthorised practitioner in India, who also charged students a fee to help them study in Canada. The students are claiming that they are unaware of the consultant's fraudulent behavior and fell victim to a fake college enrollment scam. Canada has recently announced that the victims of immigration fraud who are currently facing the removal from the country would be given a temporary resident permit to ensure that they can remain here. The government will be undertaking an analysis of every individual case that is the subject of a removal order on the basis of fraudulent letters of acceptance. To review these cases, the government has created a task force of senior officials from IRCC and the Canada Border Service Agency that is CBSA. The CBSA will provide the names of individuals accused of forging documents and IRCC will investigate individual cases to determine if the person was genuinely intending to study in Canada. Immigration Minister Sean Fraser says that the Government of Canada's focus is on identifying those who are responsible for the fraudulent activity and not penalising those who may have been the victims of fraud. Affected students who are currently facing deportation charges have been granted 8-week temporary resident permit to cover them while their cases are being investigated. Once the cases are fully reviewed and considered genuine, their permit will be extended for 3 years. The government will determine if the students have actually completed their studies or if they already knew anything about the fraudulent activity. It will also work with the deported students who may have been the victims of fraudulent activities to see if they can be brought back to Canada. The Canadian government has been constantly working to come up with a stronger system to better detect this type of fraud.
1: Canada has always been proud of its French language. So much so, the government has recently expanded the Francophone Mobility Programme for a period of two years. The Francophone Mobility Program allows for international Francophones to apply for a Canadian work permit if they've received a job offer from a Canadian employer outside of Quebec, as the program aims to settle Francophones to live and work outside of the Quebec province. The program, originally reserved for high-level French-speaking temporary foreign workers, now allows for Canadian employers to make job offers to eligible candidates with a moderate comprehension of French. The job offer must be a NOC, National Occupation Code, skill level of 0A or B, with the exemption of jobs in primary agriculture. Temporary foreign nationals must have at least an intermediate proficiency level for French oral comprehension and oral expression. This is equivalent to a level five. Applicants are previously required to prove their French fluency at a level seven. In addition, the applicant must provide proof that they meet these language requirements. The applicant can show proof through, but not limited to a French evaluation test or the French competency test a diploma or degree from a French college or university, or a document confirming studies at a French-language institution. The expansion of the Francophone mobility program opens the door wider for more eligible French-speaking foreign nationals to make Canada their home. That's all for this week's episode of My Consultant. Thank you for tuning in. Please click the bell icon to subscribe and get notified for our latest posts. For more information on the topics covered, please visit myconsultant.ca where you can contact an authorized immigration and citizenship consultant.
0: I'm Tashina Thompson. I am Tina Batra and we'll see you next week.